deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play it, just play it. Three sports, one league. Welcome to a pod. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome. Episode 10 of Tough Pod, a Super Bowl edition, a Tom Brady is back again edition. And as always, I am joined by my brother of blood, the hot take machine, Jesse, and the Tough League founding fathers, Ange and Nate. Nate, how you been, man? It's been two weeks since we've been on the pod. We took a break with no football, not much going on. Now we have Super Bowl upon us. How are you? I'm pretty good. Uh, you know, I appreciate you guys just just phoning it in, not dealing with it uh, last week. You know, I was like, yeah, just not really in the best of spirits. I don't think I'm going to do a pod this week. And you guys are like, yeah, we'll just push it. We'll push it back. Uh, we need we need Niz out there. We need him to be uh, the front the front man for our our four man band. So uh, no, feeling much better this week. Uh, no COVID. Uh, still fighting. So uh, feeling Love good. It. Ready to get a, a vaccine soon, allegedly. And uh, oh. uh, moving on. You and me both. We gotta be the Megazord. You know, there's not there's no football going on. There's there's not a whole hell of a lot to talk about. So let's keep the Megazord together. Let's not break it up um good to hear man i'm glad we're all back together again it feels like it's been forever Ange, how are you it, it, i was talking to my wife today and i was like it seems like it's been a month since we've done a podcast not just two weeks it was crazy how skipping that week made it seem yeah. so long um i'm doing pretty well um i think um many people have asked um and i'm here to do this dry january is over i'm back having a nice little beer we're gonna enjoy and ease into this February, ease in a Super Bowl weekend, and uh, enjoy ourselves. But I'm feeling good. Dry January lasted about 21 days for me, and then it was game over. That's, that's not bad. Empty <laughs> well, yeah. did it for me. There's no way I wasn't gonna sit on the couch by myself for three days and not drink a bunch of beer. Oh yeah, you don't yeah, want it. Possible. No, nobody should be alone, sober with their thoughts. That's a terrible idea. No. You saw the post on the Twitter account. The beer. The excessive amounts of Taco Bell. It was a great weekend. <laughs> yes, my brother of blood. How are you? I'm doing well, man. I'm just I'm just excited for the Super Bowl. There's a there's a certain lore about the Super Bowl. You know, it's a it's a one game. There's no there's no five game series, no seven game series. It's a one game, winner take all. And you know, you're with your buds. You're drinking beer. You're eating pizza. You're eating wings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just a good time, even if your team's not in it, man. I'm I'm excited to see my friends this weekend. Uh, Sans, my brother of blood, Logan. Unfortunately, yeah. we've had many Super Bowl parties before. Um, I'm I'm very excited for this weekend. What like it's all my favorite things: Super Bowl, wings, pizza, beer, and my buds. Yep. And, and here you are going to be the, with, but <laughs> yeah, here you are on the East Coast by yourself. How, how, are, you doing? how are you doing, Logan? How was your uh, your two week hiatus? It's good, man. Work's been kind of kicking my ass lately. Um, so I'm a little exhausted. Uh, but other than that, I'm chilling. I, 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 I don't get too high. I don't get too low. You know, I keep it pretty mellow. 
I was going to say, you, you seem to have been a little quiet this past week uh, in the group chat. Usually I can, I can count on you for some reactions on my messages and uh, <laughs> like sending out some, some funny shit. And it's just like, no, well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have time. I don't have time for this nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Just fucking be no. better. I've, I've, I'm getting one. I think I'm getting a little like uh, what it's been known as Zoom fatigue now. I've just been, I've been going through like some extensive training for work. So I've been on, have to be high alert on Zoom. And then I've also made a conscious effort to like reduce the screen time a little bit throughout the day. So I try and put it face down and, and, and just focus on real life around me. So that's, that's, that's the reason. No personal attacks on anybody. I love everybody. I'm just trying to not get that notification on Sunday that says you've had an average of 25 hours per day of screen time <laughs> up 0.1% from the previous week. <laughs> trying to be a better person. I, How dare you? I know. Fuck me. Um, it's been two weeks. It's been a while since we've talked about what's going on in the, in the tough league landscape. So what we want to do is kick it over to the tough league founding father, Nate himself to go over Muster's musings and give us an idea of what, the NBA season has looked like the last few weeks in uh, the tough league streets, the basketball streets. Nate, what do you got for us? Man, uh, we're looking a little top heavy in the, in the basketball league right now. And we were, we were discussing this a little bit the other day. We've only got four teams currently that are above 500 in the league. Um, and obviously those are our four playoff teams right now. Um, Al is 12 and a half back from first place at 20, 28, 25 and one. I'm just ahead of him a half game at 29 and 25. Fucking Jesse is 35 and 19 and Big T is a ridiculous 41 and 13. So it's pretty much just been like top seeds are kind of rolling right now. Um, quick pop quiz. Who's the number one fantasy player over the last 14 days? 14 days. Uh, just had a big game. Fred Van Vliet. Fred Van Vliet, he is the wow. number one fantasy player of the last two weeks and the number three fantasy player of the last month. So dude is balling out. Um, I'm playing Alex, of course, this week who has FVV and he uh, splashed, what, 11 three-pointers on my face? But, 11. Um, yeah. I hope. Brutal. Uh, Jokic continues to be the top player in the league, um, but there is some definite separation um, between the top and the bottom. And then we had Sis come in hot thinking that she's going to just be a competitor all of a sudden. Um, she's currently sitting at ninth place, um, just a half game out of last. And I, I don't remember what the total was that we bet, maybe 30 bucks that she was going to come in and get top five. That's not happening. That's just, <laughs> it's just not happening. The top four look real good. And uh, actually Brady, I was just looking at Brady's squad today at the fifth place. He's, he's got some players. So so watch out for that dude. He might uh, he might come in and, and make some noise and, and splash oh. me there, either uh, Al or me out because one last I can't keep, Yeah, I can't keep anybody healthy, <laughs> and so Brady's going to come in here and just fucking dunk. And he's just got these solid players across the board. So um, that's where we're at right now. We'll see if there's any shakeup in the next few weeks. I guess we're still only seven weeks in, something like that. So uh, there is a much hyped Jesse and T matchup top two dogs coming up uh, next week i believe so stay tuned for that I'm yeah i'm right um, now i'm making moves moving forward before Ange gets gets into his i just want to say just for the fun of it i've there's a couple weeks where i missed a few days where i missed setting my lineups on really uh, high volume game days it oh, yeah. screwed me yeah 
twice, twice I've done that, and it's really screwed me. And I feel like I'm I'm roaring to make a comeback and to let you go. So I just want to put that out there. No, no, no. Kind of opposite of how you're kind of making your climb. I'm like slowly fading away to the background. I think okay. after like the first two or three weeks, I was in like second or third, and then I've just been kind of getting waxed. I had the same thing happen to me where I could have sworn that I set did like the set your active players. And then I checked my roster at the end of the night and I'm seeing like Devin Booker's on the bench and Jeremy Grant's on the yep. bench. And like, I have all like Luke Kennard playing. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Um, so I'm just getting a little bit frustrated. I just can't afford a collapse because then I'm sitting pretty nice coming in this basketball season in the overall standings. And I just, as long as I just don't avoid a disaster in this season, then I, I should be okay. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm a little, a little iffy right now. That, that one day, if you forget your lineup one day, you're done. Yeah, you are absolutely done. I do want to say that Jez came out and said he's going to beat me eight one this week. Ooh, in fantasy basketball, Ooh. and I don't see that happening right now. What's the score right now? Oh, I haven't, I haven't looked. It's, it's only Wednesday. There's it's five eight, days left in the week. It's eight, eight one. Yeah. Okay, right now, I'm making my moves. It's coming. I haven't had my full day of players yet. It's happening. Can I can I'm, I fire I'm off ready. a? A league suggestion here that this might be historic, but I do think that we talked about this. Should we just eliminate bench spots from basketball so that you don't have to worry about this oh. shit? Like, does that make sense? I'm not. I'm not against that actually. Or we just change to a weekly league. Yeah, I just feel like there's there's frustration with with basketball specifically because there there's kind of just an irregular schedule, and if you just happen to forget and. It'd be one thing if Yahoo's like auto set was reliable, but it's not. So maybe we just need to dip. And just have injured list and position players. I don't know. Just throwing it I, out. I'd be frustrated too if you know I struggled to win every single. Uh, week. Here we go. As someone, oh, as someone here we go. Wins, as someone who wins every week, I don't think anything needs to be changed. Um, just draft better. Maybe get better keepers. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> the issue with that would be wow. like Miley's. Yes, I think like the the waiver wire would be like the hot spot if we had no bench spots in Miley. I'm mean, way too lazy to be checking that and following along. So I feel like that would be to my detriment if we went uh, to something that really required you to be hot on the waiver wire. We'll see how this we'll see how this goes, and if, if I collapse, then maybe we'll we'll consider uh, shaking it up a little bit. Hey, Jazz, how about you take some of that basketball talent and trade it up for some football talent? I had Ooh. to I had to go to the standings because I, I couldn't remember where everybody finished. But hey, draft better, right? <laughs> You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Let's just let's leave the decision of what we're going to do with the next basketball season up to Braid. Since he's leaving and he just wants to wreak havoc on the league one more time, just be like Braid, what should we do to improve the next basketball season? Whatever he's, I mean, whatever he ends up saying goes. Oh God, <laughs> the real one, one last hurrah. He can just really leave his brand on Tough League moving forward if he just can decide what happens with basketball. Maybe he'll take it out and replace it with soccer. <laughs> I mean, I, I could see it. Yeah, yeah I'd be okay with that. So basketball season in full swing. The trash talk is happening. The top of the league is pretty much set, and the bottom is really trying to scrap and claw and getting their way up there, speaking for myself. But what we do have towards the end of basketball season comes the beginning of baseball season, which more importantly than both those professional major sports is the yearly Huff League Mega draft. Mega draft. It is coming up. We are in mega draft season. You think of mega draft, you think of March Madness, you think of spring training, you think of playoff battles in the NBA, and above all, the mega draft is what shines over all of it. So, what mm -hmm. we want to do is give the people a peek 
into what the mega draft is all about, what the weeks leading up to the mega draft is all about. This isn't throw all the players back into the pool and redraft 500 players over eight hours again. There's intricacies, there's keepers, there's different rounds of keepers. So what I want to do is kick it to our Tough League founding fathers, the, the brains behind what makes the mega draft, what makes Tough League what it is. Ange, do you want to start us off and explain the mega yeah. draft or what leads up to the mega draft? Yeah, yeah. So um, taking a quick look uh, across three sports, each manager has uh, 52 uh, players on on their rosters combined. Um, so what we do is we narrow that down. We, we do a, a first cut uh, of keepers and then we do a, a final cut, uh, which is who you carry over to the uh, the next season. Um, so we, carry, we first cut that down to 22 uh, total players. Um, it's required that you have 10 in baseball and then six each in football. And we have that finalized by March 1st. And then um, the following week on March 8th is when we um, do our, our final uh, keepers cut. Um, and we narrow that down to uh, four required in baseball, two required in each of football and basketball. And then you have five um, additional roster spots that you can uh, divide up amongst those three sports if you want. So you can keep up to nine baseball players if you want or seven football players if, if your team's really stacked. No one's been um, like really all in on that. We've had some people um, only keep uh, two people in a sport before, but um, to completely sell out in one sport, we haven't had that yet. Um, yeah, and so in that week of the first cut and the final cut um, is kind of when we have this like frenzy of trades because you have a whole bunch of people that you're looking at for your rosters that like, ah, I don't think this, this guy's really good but he's not going to make the, like you kind of know who's not going to make the final cut for you. That could be, um, that would make a final cut for, for a different manager. And you try and, um, you know, make a deal, see, see if you can get some good value from that, maybe a better a draft pick. Or if, if you have, like, if you're weak in baseball and you have, you know, stud basketball players, maybe give up one of your basketball guys to, to bolster your, your baseball roster going into the mega draft. So it's really um, the, the, the stove, uh, that is really hot. And there's lots, I mean, you have multiple chats going on in, in your Facebook messenger, which may yep. be moving to WhatsApp, depending mm-hmm. some sponsorship mm-hmm. offers. Um, oh. And uh, yeah, so it's just great. It's, yeah, it's a crazy week when, when you're just dealing, I mean, draft picks are involved, rookie draft picks are involved. Um, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty intense. You can count on. Two- Go ahead, Nick. Oh, I was going to say, you can count on two things. Sis will be the last to submit her keepers. Yeah. And Sauce will at some point submit way too many keepers. He's going to try and keep 17 to 25 guys. And we're going to have to explain to him what we've explained to him a thousand times that you only get 13. So, it, yeah, uh, this is my favorite time of the year uh, personally, but I am so fucking excited. And all of his yeah, players so, are, are bona fide pimps as well, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and he's going to go undefeated in football and, win, and get first and all that stuff. And then uh, yeah. real life hits him in the face. Yeah. Uh, so what happens is uh, once we have, um, or I think, yeah, I think even after um, we have our final uh, rosters, our keepers selected, um, we do a, a draft lottery. Or no, no, yeah, I guess it's a lottery. Well, it's not a lottery actually, because that's the the rookie draft is a lottery. So the the draft um, is just recorded by me and Nate, and we we have the ten. Everyone has an equal chance at the top pick. Put ten names in a hat, draw it on video, post it to YouTube. I think we have combined maybe like forty views over like the nine drafts we had or whatever it is. People <laughs> be curious. It's, it's People like be curious. Yeah, it's just us. Um, but we need to do it for posterity's sake. And then it becomes a 40-round snake draft. Um, and uh, baseball minor leaguers are eligible, but um, 
people going into rookies for college football and basketball, they aren't eligible um, until the, the rookie draft that's uh, before the NFL season. I know we had a discussion about this at one point too, but I love that we just go like all 10 have the same chance at the first pick, you know, that way you're not, nobody is really truly like in tank mode. Yeah. Tanking could potentially get you a better rookie draft pick, but we've seen that like, it doesn't necessarily mean that at all. So I love that like the best team from the previous year could end up with the first pick. And then it's like, all right, shit, this is uphill battle. Let's go. And then there's always the Devin Bookers who end up there and fall into people's <laughs> There's lives. always a few guys. Like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, I had been the last pod about like, why was Devontae Adams not kept? It just, it happens every year. Bradley yeah. Beal was in the first round this year. I'm pretty sure just guys that you're just like, they're either fringe one year and really explode the next year. And the great thing is, I know Nate, you've been uh, talking about, you want more draft picks getting traded in tough league. And this is the time of year where it happens a lot. And I think yeah. I've traded my I've traded four or my own third round pick two years in a row where two years ago, I traded my third round pick to Gene for Antonio Brown got team. And then <laughs> I traded, I traded my own third round pick because I'm a big Marlon Mack truther traded that to uh, Jez, my third round pick for Marlon Mack, which unfortunately did not work on an account. Marlon Mack went on the IR two games into the season. And now Jonathan Taylor is taking over. And that's the risk too, right? Is like we do the mega draft prior to the rookie draft. I really thought the Colts would be fine with Marlon Mack and Naheem Hines uh, staring the backfield. And I think Mack's a great player. And then they go and draft Jonathan Taylor. Mack gets hurt. Taylor has a great season. Hines is a great season. And now Marlon Mack is... I think a free agent. I dropped him straight up. So yeah, there's no, there is no good time really for all three sports to to do the mega draft. And football mm-hmm. is definitely yeah. the one that is is um, at the disadvantage here because it's yeah, shortly after the NFL season ends, and there's a lot of stuff that happens, especially with the NFL draft, how the landscape changes, and then any kind of trade. Where basketball players are pretty established, you know, even if they get traded, they're still going to be a starter or like role player wherever they go. In baseball, it's right before the season, so you have all like the research and all the, the experts giving their uh, prognostications and stuff like that. But football, um, yeah, I mean, I know I kept, I mean, way back in the day, um, I kept uh, Trey Mason as um, uh, my running back for the, <laughs> the Rams, and then they season. drafted Todd Gurley, and I was and I was yeah. buried. So yeah, yeah it, you can kind of get burned, but yeah, there's it's kind of it's kind of the drawback of it. There's really no no way to kind of solve that problem. That's but what it makes also it adds tough. to like yeah. I, Ooh. every time every time we use tough i just i like it and, and it works so that's, that's like the 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 advanced knowledge that i don't want to say it's required but like helps you out in a league like this right you can if you want to spend the time and identify the team's needs when it comes up to a draft and you can if maybe if i look back at it and i'm like okay maybe the colts on that same sentiment about Marlon Mack than i do maybe i wouldn't trade my third round pick for Marlon Mack, you know but i really didn't think they were going jonathan taylor in the end of the first second in the second whenever they got him yeah um yeah i think it's always comes into handy it's always interesting because i feel like it's easy when you're doing a draft to like knock somebody's pick and yeah there's been some like some rough early picks throughout the years yeah. but like you really never know what's going to happen in the next calendar year so if you're not going after like a baseball player that you know is going to be playing in the next couple of weeks like if you have a feeling about somebody or a feeling about this guy like you just go out and you grab your guy because there's no way to mm-hmm. produce like a cheat sheet really for yeah a three different sports. You just can't no really do it. No, absolutely not. Yeah. I, so I, just, I do. You, 
yeah so i do I have a formula it. i have a formula uh that i've created that is uh oh, proprietary yeah it is proprietary i have not shared it and i probably refuse to share it, but i have kind of designed like a little um uh algorithm to kind of do a giant big board of all three sports and it organizes it for me and it has like rankings of the players so um i, would, not, I, I will mean, say i've i've started the process i'm, I'm getting ready okay behind the yeah. paywall <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah we started a patreon and i can uh, kind of show you guys how to, how to do it that's like the great thing about this too is like there's not a defined number of players that each team has to absolutely keep like there's the minimums but there's not there's like a maximum so one team can be keeping nine and really focus on uh, baseball and really focus on football and basketball in the draft or another team is really focusing on baseball because they kept a bunch of basketball players so that also l- lends credence to the inability to really pre-rank or project players in certain rounds because you just don't know exactly what team is going which way in terms of which sport at the same time too. And then on top of that, you have your own personal biases or uh, uh, feel toward how much does a player in which sport actually impact each individual team separately, right? Because I would think personally, like a running back affects your fantasy football team way more than a random hitter does on a baseball team. Yep. Right. So you kind of go in for those high impact players early on, or maybe you disagree with me and think a baseball player really impacts uh, your team way more than a running back does, for example. So there's that part that goes into it too. So it's just, there's a lot that goes into your thought process when it comes to the mega draft, at least for most of us, other people just try and draft players yep. and get it over with. <laughs> yeah. <I don't> know. <laughs> yeah. The one thing about Brady leaving, I mean, I obviously don't want to see him leave, but like he always just, dreads the mega draft it does it yeah. takes some time like i understand it but i legitimately it's like my favorite part of the year so i love it I, i'm yeah. super excited and hopefully whoever we get to to fill in we'll we'll have fun with it but we've always seemed to have um at least one person who's like fuck this is just too much um but i'm, I'm ready i'm excited and you, you'll Where'd always you have go? the sauce drafting uh brandon ingram who was a keeper and like, oh yeah yeah people are trying to draft players that are drafted like 10 15 rounds earlier People trying to draft people that were keepers. Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. Is this I me? Sauce, is this I think me? sauce is yeah, exactly. He <laughs> just picked 10 minutes later. Is this is this me? No, motherfucker. You're not not even close. And then and then when it's his turn, he's nowhere to be found. So it's this guy. There is some like slight dread to making your pick too. If you really don't spend that time to go look back to see if they were drafted or if you feel really good about them being available, and you're like, okay, deep breath is this person available or like i'll go this person you say it really kind of everyone just bashes on you oh yeah absolutely, absolutely just digs into you for getting it for drafting a player that got drafted six rounds ago yep <laughs> destroyed yeah and it happens things slip, slip through the cracks or you're just at the moment uh didn't go back and check or you felt really good about been there so yep. mega draft on the horizon most of us love it it's a it's always uh pretty fun i think uh, through and through, but the last time we were on the pod, conference championship week, it was Packers Bucks for the NFC, and then it was the Chiefs versus the Bills in the AFC. We're not going to spend too much time going into our previous picks. But I'll let everyone kind of uh, say their record, give a quick rundown if they want to of how the week went for them. Uh, I'll go first really quick since I went three and oh on conference championships. My pound town lock was the Bucks money line. I've rode them all playoffs and they came through for me again. Uh, thanks to a defensive effort from them. Not, 
many thanks to Tom Brady throwing three interceptions in the second half. Other pick was the over on that game as well, which ended up being just kind of a back and forth. And then I also had the Tyreek Hill over receiving yards, which was absolutely a smash because he can't be guarded and it went over fairly easily. Nate, how did your week go? I was just kind of like trying to half-ass find my picks from, from last time. I know I did shitty. I know I'm not in pound town. I know I'm in a losing streak right now. I feel it. I owe my bookie money. Like this is, this is <laughs> things that are happening right now. So, um, you know, I, the bucks, the, the, the train keeps rolling. I keep having to pay everybody cause I keep betting against the, the bucks. Um, you know, I, I'm so done with Tom Brady, but I think this will be at least an, an entertaining Super Bowl. And, you know, just we'll try and get back to Victoria. I don't even know if she remembers my name at this point. <laughs> Jess, do you want to talk about your week at all? Yeah, you know, I, every week I just come back and I say I'm unlucky. But, you know, it's just that's that's what happens. I'm, I'm one possession away <laughs> from a two in one week with uh, the Bills over team total at 26 and a half. They scored 24. And Josh Allen, my pound on lock of the week, was over three and a, 305 and a half. He had 289. It's just, you know, uh, you're just unlucky sometimes. Eh, whatever. <laughs> oh, you never you never lose because you got it wrong. You lose because you're unlucky. Exactly. That's what it always is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not and bad. Was, yeah. I'm not bad. I'm just unlucky. No, absolutely not. We're none of us are bad betters. We just we just never. don't have the horseshoe every every single time, you know? And how'd right. your week go? Uh so I am bruised, I'm battered, I'm limping into pound town with the dub. Uh, after finally getting my first win after a streak of, I believe, eight incorrect picks <laughs> in a row. I've been, I've been uh, there. I yeah, they almost turned, <laughs> turned me away at the gate. They almost said that my uh, my form coming into downtown was so bad that they couldn't even accept me. But uh, they did let me in um, with my Aaron Jones under 59 and a half rush yards. Mm-hmm. Um, it did help that he got banged up a little bit, but oh, um, yeah. he was still kind of getting uh, held in check for the most part. I had Packers minus two and a half first half and Bills plus three. Um, both of those um, just just misses. Bottom line, um, sure, it was unlucky, but uh, but I'm just happy to be back of in Power Town. It's it's been a while, um, and, and it feels good to be back. And, and I'm 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 getting the massages, I'm getting the treatment that I need uh, to get back uh, onto onto my winning way. So I think I really turned the tide there, and, and I'm and I'm ready to finish off uh, with with three strong winners right here. Angela and I have spent some good quality time in Pound in the last two weeks. And let me, Nate, you know, I. I haven't heard Victoria mention your name once. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. yeah. You guys are, you guys are really enjoying this. I really appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> she she told me to say, to say hi to Jeremiah Musser. Uh, yeah. She got his name confused <laughs> as uh, it was on a, a basketball program back in high school. You know, I deserve, I deserve this. Cause I was, I was acting like I was hot shit coming out of the, like my what 15 and six start or whatever it was. And I think I'm like two and six my last couple of weeks. So Fucking sucks, but roll along. We're going to try and pick some winners for the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl that is consisting of the one Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against new school Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Do we know the exact spread of the game currently? What does it sit at as we talk in this pod? It's three right now. So it's three. This is 11.04 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday. I imagine that is going to move a little bit. There's oh, It's the, the biggest betting event every single year for Vegas. A lot of money going on. It opened at three and a half? Or was it, yeah. is it three and a half? Right. I, don't, I personally don't have a feel either way. I, I'm struggling to ride my, my Bucks gravy train because if it 
if I had to choose a favorite team that isn't the Niners, it's the Chiefs. I love Patrick Mahomes. Um, love Travis Kelsey. Like Andy Reid a lot. I like that team. But the Bucks have been good to me. And I and I just can't discount Tom Brady in that defense right now. If I lean one way, if I if you told me right now Logan pick or else you're not living through this podcast, I pick the Chiefs. Uh, they're just they're the offense too good, and I don't think the Bucks can keep up with it. You guys have a lean either way. Yeah, I um I made an early bet because Super Bowl you never know like which way the line's gonna go, and I I do think that the Chiefs are probably the better team. And I like Andy Reid's coaching and in big games. And I like his creativity. Um, You know, it's hard to bet against Tom Brady and I've been doing nothing but losing money betting against the Buccaneers, but this isn't really coming from a place of like disrespect for the Buccaneers. I just think that the chiefs have been like all the games for the chiefs have really just been practice practice rounds for their, their Super Bowl. And I know that that's kind of the case for every team, but but really you can see that some of the times these guys just aren't putting maximum effort out there and they're still going out and, and just kind of taking care yeah. of business. Um, so I think that's going to be the case. I think it'll be a good game. I hope it's a good game, but I like the chiefs by like a touchdown. So I took a minus three and a half. I think I put a hundred on it or something like that. So uh, I, think, I think, yeah, I think it's, it's interesting. So I've, I'll, my whole thing with the, with the Packers versus the Buccaneers is that the Packers, I think do really rely on the running game and play action a lot. And Aaron Rodgers not being the most mobile quarterback in the world. And if they're not gonna be able to run the ball, they might struggle to throw a little bit. Marquez Valdez Scantling got behind the defense a good amount in that game. And he's not a very good wide receiver. I think they might've focused heavily on Devontae Adams and shut him down, but I don't think you can do that against the chiefs. Perry kill. Absolutely unguardable. You and it, and it, and the bucks are kind of a pass funnel. Like they stopped, they stopped the run really well. The Chiefs don't need the run. If you pressure, like Aaron Rodgers got a ton of pressure on him and he kind of folded. Patrick Mahomes does not fold under pressure. He can move out of the pocket and make crazy plays. And I don't think in the longer a play goes on for the Chiefs, the better it is for them. Travis Kelsey knows how to get open. Tyree kills too fast for anybody. Then you look, and you look one way and Demarcus Robinson is running wind sprints wide open downhill too. And you have Miko Hardman who can just like get a handoff and run the ball 60 yards out of nowhere. It's just like, you can't stop this defense, this offense, no matter what your defense is. It's, I just yeah. don't see a scenario. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. Like you said, the way that Mahomes can extend plays and how he can make a play on the run. That's so unorthodox and all kind of stuff. He can just murder people um, that way. And I, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you kind of with you guys as well. I, I like the chiefs um, and, and I'm kind of with Nate, I think um, probably about a touchdown or so. Um it's it's scary betting against Tom Brady, especially in this scenario. Oh, move to a team, take him to the Super Bowl. Um, so that scares me because I, I I doubt it. But he's that's what he's lived off his entire life. So um, he, I I wouldn't be surprised if if he pulls out a, a uh, you know an upset and, and gets the win. But um, yeah, I, it's it's tough to see the Chiefs to see the Chiefs losing this. Ten Super Bowls for Tom Brady. What? <laughs> so tired of seeing his face. Like I, I, I do respect him, but I just need him to go the hell away. Here's it, guys. Do you think Tom Brady retires uh, if he wins the Super Bowl? Yes. Oh, I do too. No, no, I don't think he does. You don't. I think if he wins, he retires. If he doesn't he win, he plays it. He keeps playing. He's key. He just wants to prove everybody wrong with how old. And honestly, I don't think he's been that impressive. I think he's been riding the Bucks defense. Um, and I, I think that she's, uh, win this handedly. Ooh. 
like that. And, like handily 14 points. I like 10. 21 points. I think. 10. I'm thinking, I'm thinking like, I don't know, 38, 28, 35, 27, something like that. That's an over. I just think, I think Andy Reed just schemes. He's going to scheme for this defense and, and I don't think he's going to try his hardest not to get Patrick Mahomes hit. And I think that was the problem with the Packers was Aaron Rodgers was hit too much. He was sacked too much and it was too much pressure. And I think Mahomes is going to be ready for that. And Andy Reed's going to be ready for that. My yeah, boy, Brady. Rita, they uh, made a big difference with the Bucks defense. Sure did. Russian Aaron Rodgers, man. Yeah. Yeah. Brady m- might not need Belichick to like win, but Bruce Arians hasn't really proved that he's like a great coach in big games. So right. I think that that's edge to Andy Reid. Plus their whole For team sure. is essentially the same team they had last year. So um, just experience in that front, I guess. I have a quick question unrelated, um, but just was, was popped up into my head. You had to take one wide receiver contracts, nothing. Um, just skill level is all that matters. Tyree Hill or Devonte Adams. Who you want? Devonte oh, Adams. Strictly for the reason that Devonte Adams is not a woman beater. Okay. All right. All right. Take that off the table. Wild beater. <laughs> we'll say, we'll say Wild like, beater as well. we'll say, uh, no off field. They're both sparkling <laughs> yeah. citizens who, who skill based only. Who do you want? Tyree killer Devonte? I probably lean Devonte. I think just size, durability, yeah. hands, route running. He is wins Ty- all that. Is Tyreek a red zone? Like, is he a red zone? Like, problem? He's not like Devonte in really. the red zone. No, he's yeah, Kelsey. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It's it's. I'd be scared going Tyreek because you worry about that speed not being his edge anymore, and how effective right. he can be at that point. Where you know Devonte has uh, the other abilities and the size and, and all that kind of stuff you guys already mentioned that um, could help him um, elongate his career. Where you worry about that maybe uh, being Tyreek's kind of face in the yeah. ace in the hole. And Tyreek couldn't be a more perfect wide receiver for Patrick Mahomes. Right. Yeah. Like, can you imagine Tannehill trying to throw to Tyreek Hill down the field, or imagine Jimmy G trying to throw to Tyreek Hill down the field? Like he he just couldn't be more perfect for Patrick Mahomes. Where you have Devonte yeah. Adams. He can beat you in the field. He can beat you in the middle of the field. He can beat you with screens. He's obviously an absolute beast in the red zone because he has the height, strength, and hand to beat you. And he just runs routes immaculate, immaculately. He beats. He he'll be he'll make any quarterback good, even Kirk Cousins. He'll make them all. <laughs> that shot was so unnecessary. If I wanted to throw it out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The good thing for Devonta Adams is the only people that he beats are on the field. Oh, yes. all right. Fair enough. I love that. That was Fair good. Enough. That was good. Served. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say, so I'm not, I don't know if we're going to have a dedicated pick section, but I will say that uh, we all kind of just picked against the Buccaneers. Here would be my advice. If you want, if you think the Buccaneers are going to win, I think they're like plus 140 or something like that. If you bet a money line, but uh, last I checked, Tom Brady to win MVP is like plus 190 or plus 200 or something like that. Uh-huh. 200. Yeah. If you think the Bucks, if you think the Bucks are going to win, just bet Tom Brady to win MVP. You think they're going to yeah. win this game and not give Tom Brady the MVP? Like, right. I'd say the odds of that are so, so slim. So that would be my advice for Bucks truthers out there. Like, just get the Tom Brady MVP bet in, get the better odds, and then fuck, maybe they'll give it to him even if they lose, you know, like it's Tom Brady, but um, that's, that's my two cents on, on betting strategy there. Yes. Tom Brady MVP equals 
Bucks win or Bucks win equals Tom Brady MVP. You want to talk to us about uh, if Brady team wins, Brady gets MVP? Oh, are you talking about one of the worst losses yes. I've ever had in my entire life? Yes. So was this was it? It was two years ago. Uh, I don't even know who they're facing. Three years ago, it was the Cardinals or the uh, Falcons. No, it was Falcons. Yeah, it was it was Pat's Falcons. Um, James, I had I had a bet on James White to win MVP. It was plus seven (laughs) fifty. Oh, right, it was plus seven fifty. I had fifty bucks on it. The man scored three touchdowns, including the walk off touchdown, and they fucking gave it to Brady. Yep. Yeah. It was the most unbelievable. It ruined my entire day. Yeah, absolutely. As it should. Yeah. That's, it was yeah, the most incredible booty cheeks. I was just so um, I was so defeated after that. I couldn't believe the fix was in. The fix was in. Brady. Yeah. yeah. You could you could even argue that Damian Williams deserved it in the last Super Bowl sure. too. It goes with the quarterback. Plain yeah. and simple, it goes with the quarterback. Yeah, I, I I think a bet for anybody other than Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes, you're just lighting your money on fire. Like I just don't I don't see it. Well, we all like yeah. to light our money on fire. So. We do. Yeah, we do. True. This pod's tagline is come light your money on fire, I think. <laughs> I, I, I have a, a, speaking of lighting your money on fire, I have a, a long shot bet that I that I saw that um, I might throw out there for you guys. Um, and it's plus 2,500. And it is, uh, it's not going to be, obviously not going to be one of my, my picks, but um, I had to get this out here on the pod. Because so I can see it happening. And it's uh, Tom Brady first score. If they get down, if they, you know, they get the ball and get stuffed Ooh. at the one, you know he's gonna be doing a QB Uh-oh. sneak. So I think at twenty five hundred, uh, I think that might be worth a, a little splash. I mean, five bucks you get paid. Uh, I'm not sure what the payout is on that, but um, one hundred twenty five bucks, something like that. On five bucks, yeah. something like that. Yeah, not a bad deal. Um, yeah. Not bad. I know Rojo and Fournette aren't the best red zone running backs either. So like yeah. they get stuffed and they get half yard line. Brady's yeah. poking it over the line and, and taking six. I think we had uh, a little, I mean, you, you can see that happen. You can see him getting a touchdown, oh, yeah. spiking the ball, the camera being in his face. Oh, first score touchdown, Tom Brady, Super Bowl. You know, it's like I, I can just see, I can already see that. I'm 43, happening. I kissed my son on the lips. Yeah, touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> I was I, I I always like with the Super Bowl is like these crazy props. I know Jez has been really fired up to see the props come up on the site um for the week. And the national anthem length. That was it's Eric Church singing the national anthem, right? Eric Church and Jasmine Sullivan, two country singers who have never met each other before. Whoa! And the line is, they're, I they're believe, one fifty nine. It's a duet, correct? Uh, it, so I'm seeing a minute fifty seven on our side. Fifty seven. Okay, gone down. Okay, yes. so that kind of lends to like where I was thinking with it because like I listen to country music. I know I, I like Eric Church. He's from North Carolina. Really great singer. I like his music. He sings slow. Sure, but. I didn't even know Ooh. that the wrinkle of the other person was involved, which I actually think slows it down even more. Wouldn't you think? So I was I like, yeah, I, I, I didn't know what the line was until you said it right now. I just know I was like Eric church country singer. He sings slow. He likes, he kind of like, he swings a little nasally and he kind of draws out his notes. I was like, I would lean even not knowing the line to bet the over on Eric church sure, national sure, anthem. Sure. Yeah, the over is minus 115, the under is minus 135. So you get a little bit better value on the over. There. Well, shout, shout out Demi Lovato last year for um, the line was like 159, and she's had past national anthems on YouTube, and it's gone over two minutes every single time. Dude, for I bet someone, the over on that, I think. <laughs> for someone who belts their vibrato for a very long time, that was one of the easiest catches of the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. 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 That was, that was pretty crazy. Um, all right. Any other all right. crazy like ones that. that you guys have seen? Um, I, 
not a crazy one, I don't think, but um, one I was looking at that I, I don't even know how we're doing picks this week. But I, if you if you want, I'll make it a I'll make it a official pick. Um, it's only plus two hundred two, but it is a it is definitely a, an underdog shot. Successful two point conversion. I think. Oh yeah. The Super Bowl shit gets weird, man. And yeah. these are two aggressive coaches, and maybe they just go for one just just because. Like if I'm getting two to one on my money uh, on the possibility that the score gets a little weird at the end, like give me, give me all that. So yeah. um, I, I really like that. that one. Yeah. Is that just I mean, an attempt or is that a successful two point? It's got to be successful. So okay, they've got to okay. hit it. So, um, so that's, okay. that's a little tricky, but, yeah. but obviously with the playmakers on, on each side, I think that's yeah. still a pretty good chance at it. And, you know, if one team goes for it and messes it up, maybe that means they go right. for it again the next time. So right. I don't know. I might throw, throw 20, 25 bucks on that or something. And you know, that, that kind of leads to like, if we do think that the chiefs are going to handle this pretty easily and it gets to that point where like in the fourth quarter and the bucks are down 14, the math says if you score a touchdown down 14, you go for two because you still have a chance to tie the game later if you miss or take the lead, you know, yeah. so that, and we know Tom Brady likes to be aggressive. He knows he thinks he's the best guy out there every single time. So if they're down 14, they score a touchdown. He's going to probably want to go for two. You know, so on, I think on the contrary, for the Chiefs, who probably have one of the best offensive packages in the NFL, if they're down eight or if they're down 11, they're going to score a touchdown. They're going to go for two and they're going to get it. They're yeah, going to yeah. do some bullshit yes. play <laughs> action. Shit. Yeah. Someone's going to be Dude, wide I was open just going to say, it's definitely yeah. that shovel pass to Travis yes, Kelsey boy. every time. It's the it's the flow going one way. Patrick Mahomes rolling out the other way. Yeah. And it's a shovel pass to Kelsey. I love that play. Yeah. yeah. I actually have another pick inside. that it's it's not going to be an official pick, but I I I don't, I don't know. I want to put like I want to put one hundred fifty dollars on it. It's minus one fifty. Will the weekend wear sunglasses during his halftime performance? <laughs> I'm telling you right now, he absolutely will. This man has the weirdest looking eyes in the world. He's probably <laughs> I hate to say it on the airwaves, but he's probably gonna be a little drugged out, maybe drunk. He's got to he's got to you know you got to cover those eyes. Maybe the lights are gonna be in his face. He's gonna wear sunglasses. I'll be putting money on it. Did I see something that he put $7 million of his own money into this halftime show? Did you guys see about, hear about I that? Oh, no, I didn't see no. anything. $7 million of his own money into this halftime show. So it better just be good. Yeah. <laughs> and he better wear sunglasses, Damn. apparently. So <laughs> what was the – I remember one was at the Philadelphia uh, Patriots Super Bowl, and it was like, will Justin Timberlake like, wear a hat? Like I, I, that's, that's the stuff I love about the Super Bowl. Right? Yeah. And what, what happened with the, uh, it was the, the the Broncos and Seahawks, and like the first score was a safety, and that was like yeah. plus like seventy five hundred or something like oh, ridiculous yeah. like yeah, that, yeah. like five six years ago, whatever it was. Just yeah, like not to mention how much a safety throws off like your squares. So when you're you know you get your squares yeah. before the you know like oh, you're yeah. so psyched, you got like seven and seven and three and all kind of stuff, and then here comes the safety and it just totally throws it all out. Yeah, I, love I, I love throwing money at props i'm doing a super bowl i fucking Hell yeah. love it <laughs> yeah i remember last year i had like a little notepad and, uh, and i had probably i don't know 10 different props going w one prop that i that i like that is a good value um and yeah i'm not sure how we're doing our picks this week but this would be an official pick it wouldn't be my prime time lock or pound town lock but this is one that's a good value it's that plus 164 at least it was uh, earlier today and that's total players to attempt to pass over two and a half um like you know if, if obviously if there's an injury that's that's easy cash but but i think there's going to be like the stuff that have, especially with, i think it's especially coming from the chiefs i think there's gonna be some kind of funky going on um it, it's the super bowl they're gonna get kind of creative i, I think there's gonna be 
maybe like a, a halfback pass, maybe like a reverse pass, something like that. Um, I totally see more than just Tom Brady and Mahomes being the ones to attempt to pass uh, in this game. And obviously an injury is, is what you're kind of hoping for. But um, yeah, I think a plus 164, I think that's, that's something that I, I think there's some good value there. I love it. I fucking love it, dude. It'd yeah. be like Miko Hardman doing like a, a double end around and go up to a pass out to like Tyreek or like Demarcus Robinson mm-hmm. down for a Byron Pringle downfield or something crazy like yeah. that. Even if he botches the pass, just just attempt it. Throw yep. it. Yeah, yeah, throw it. A, yeah. It doesn't have to be a completion. Yeah. Throw it away. How puckered would your butthole be if like they they look like Miko Hardman's looking for a pass and just runs it? <laughs> oh yeah, just runs like a negative one yard game. Oh <laughs> like, my god! Yeah, seriously. So yeah, so I think that's one I'm I'll, I'm gonna splash a little a little Did money we do on. Do official picks or what? I was just well, gonna say well, maybe we just throw out like official picks like kind of as as we go, and then maybe we can we can chart them back and and just. If you're gonna throw out a pound town, just say, "Hey, here's my pound town. Let's go." Oh, let me let me start it off with the biggest pound town lock of the week. Then, all right, let's Patrick hear it. Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl MVP. Oh, <laughs> that's easy money. Lock it in. Plus one hundred six. You're getting plus one hundred six. Minus one hundred six. Minus minus one hundred six. Oh, okay. Patrick you know, Mahomes, Super good. Bowl MVP. That's a lock of the century. All right. That, yeah, that feels good. Right my number one pick is is I think the the line according to DK Sportsbook is Tyree Kill ninety two and a half receiving yards. That's an over. Like I said, Buccaneers pass funnel. Miko Hardman's going to throw him a 50-yard pass to get to cut that in half uh, to cash and uh, passing players, passing over two and a half players. Uh, 92 and a half. He's too fast for that defense. They're not going to run the ball. Patrick Mahomes is going to do something crazy. We saw Tyreek Hill absolutely go nutso against the Bills. It's going to happen again. And they're not going to win if Tyreek Hill doesn't have a big game. So is that, is that your Pantown lock? That's my Pantown lock. All right. I mean, man, I feel bad. Great words for a guy that that, that beats uh, other human beings, but Harry Kill. <laughs> Nate, I'll let you go with your pound town because uh, um, mine isn't really flashy. I'll let, I'll let you go first. Well, I'm hesitant to, to call this one out because of the way that they do the coin toss. Like sometimes it's like, oh, the Chiefs are on this side and, you know, the uh, Bucks are on this side. I don't know if it's going to be a true heads or tails. Does anybody have any? Any info on that? Because I don't want to waste a pick if it's not. Um, oh, what the actual coin is? Yeah. Well, they can't know that if it's not a heads or tails thing. I want to know if it's going to be heads, tails, or if it's just going to be on the coin. It, it has like Chiefs on like, one side, Bucks on the other. Because oh, that's not a heads oh. or tails. They'll say if it's heads, though. They'll say they'll say Chiefs. They'll be like Chiefs helmet is heads, and then they'll be like okay. Bucks helmets tails. Yeah. All right. Well, and, and better records the home team technically, right? So I would think yeah. the home team's heads and the away team's tails. Right. So regardless, it's going to be heads. Um, a lot of tails, a lot of tails people out there. Tails never fails. No, it does. It does. It's going to be heads. Um, <laughs> At least half the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, from a statistical standpoint, like this is probably the best bet that I can make because sure. I don't put any thought into it other than I've just always picked heads. So give me the fuck it. Town Town Lock of the Week is heads for yes. <laughs> the coin toss. I'll so put money I'll on know. heads. Let's go. <laughs> Fuck it, man. Like, I don't even care. I'll know I'll know after the very first start of the game whether or not I'm going to Pound Town. Like, I don't need to wait <laughs> any longer. Yeah. Give it That's to the me. That's the Uncut Gems bet right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. mine is, is the complete opposite as far as flashy. Uh, don't you fucking I'm, say tails. Don't you say tails. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that to you. Um, I'm gonna go with Chiefs helmet as the coin toss. No, um, <laughs> uh, 
since I gave as an official pick my plus 164 um, on players to attempt to pass over two and a half, um, I'm, my downtown lock is going to be a little bit, uh, has a little bit of vague on it, and that's the Chiefs. I'm just going to go on Chiefs minus. I think they win close to double digits in this game. Um, and and if, if you buy it to three and a half, or I guess sell it to three and a half, the line only moves to minus 115. So I don't think it's really worth um, giving up that half a point to get $8 more on $100 or to save $100 or save $8 on a $100 bet. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, Chiefs minus three as my pound town lock. I think I think they win this thing by probably like 10 to 13 points. All in agreement, guys. Are you are you going to be making a bet on the uh, the Gatorade color? Because I got it. I got I got the answer right here. Oh. Um, I will. I if I were, I looked at the things today. If I did, it would have to be red. Um, just give me give me the odds. Do you have it? Do you have it in front of you? I have it. All right. So uh, orange is the, the best odds. Yeah, orange is one fifty. Red or pink is three twenty five. Get two colors there. Uh, well, here you get three. Yellow, green, lime is plus four ninety five. Clear. Oh, give me yellow. Yellow was my pick. Give me yellow. And I get two other colors with it? Come on, it's yellow. That's, that's <laughs> you an get yellow pick angry. for me. Give, me. give me yellow Gatorade as the as the winner. Come on. All right. Is that is that, is that an official pick? It's an official pick. Yellow Gatorade Love for the it. winning team. Yellow green lime plus 495. Orange that's is not... the best tasting, so that, that's what I'm afraid of. Oh, no. It is the best tasting one. That's not it. No, that's no. incorrect. Are you what? Oh, are we going? Are you serious, Nate? You're gonna give me another bullshit <laughs> on, a, on, a, on a taste. Orange isn't even like top of the original. Like red, oh, clearly better. Lemon. I, I don't fuck with lemon lime much, but like you're uh, calling it by their flavor already tells me you don't drink Gatorade. Oh, I love Gatorade. <laughs> you tell them by up. the color, not the flavor. Okay, but then then how do you distinguish between like the blue? And then there's like Glacier Freeze, which is like light the lighter blue. blue. Light blue? Oh, light cool blue. blue. Cool blue. <laughs> there, yeah, there's cool blue, which doesn't have a flavor. It's just cool blue. And then there's the lighter blue, which is Glacier Freeze. Uh, you know what? I, I'm i actually, my favorite Gatorade is grape, which I know is well hated. So it's purple. You can excuse, you can excuse me. I have never, dude, purple I don't even want to hear your opinion. You're calling it by their flavor. <laughs> Riptide a, Rush? Like, come on. There's a meme out there that says if you're calling a Gatorade by its flavor, you don't have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. Whatever. Oh, my God. Whatever. This is great. I'm so glad I opened this can of worms. This is fantastic. Yellow is very good, by the way. Orange is the worst of the original flavors. It's yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. You're calling orange by its actual flavor, so are you sus too? Technically. Oh, give yeah. me a break. Oh, yeah. Me a break. yeah. <laughs> this hey, guy. Hey, Nate, I wanted to bring something up. I just got a text um, from a random number. I asked who it was. It, uh, she said Victoria. I'm assuming it's oh. our pound town. Victoria, she said, you're risking your stay at pound town over a heads and tails call? Yeah. Oh, are you out of your like mind? That. Yeah. I'm a wild boy, man. I, I'm a fucking gambling man. They're going to... Right, watch, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a little bit tipsy, and it's gonna be like right before um, I was gonna say tip off, kickoff, um, and I'm gonna throw like 150 bucks on heads or something like that, and you guys are gonna be like, you're fucking stupid, and I am, I am sometimes, but that's that's what I'm going for. I can't okay. wait to ask right before kickoff, guys, what's the absolute lock here? Nate says heads, and I put 300 bucks on it. <laughs> oh God, it's so much stress. <laughs> Yeah, at least we'll have to sweat it for uh, like a whole half. I do have another uh, fun prop that um, yeah. I'll be putting money on. It's jersey number of the first TD scorer. 
and the over under is 24 and a half. Now, these are the big names you have to avoid. Obviously, almost every wide receiver, you have to avoid Godwin, avoid Evans, avoid Scotty Miller, avoid Tyreek, avoid Hardman. But name one other one we have to avoid. You're, uh, we're talking Clyde, Clyde maybe, Edwards Hilaire. He's, tw- he's 20, 25. You said 24 and a half or 25? 24 and a half. Every running oh, back yeah. is over 24 and a half. Obviously, you have to avoid Mahomes and Mahomes. Brady. But a defensive touchdown, that's, that's, that's a cash. There's no def- is there you a defender. The over is what you're saying. You want the over. I want over 24 and a half. Yeah. You avoid, right. you avoid the oh, big you got, name. You got wide receivers. Uncle Lenny's 28. 28. Yeah, Rojo, 27. Gronk, 87. Bray, 84. Damien, uh, Daryl Williams, 31. CEH, 25. Kelsey, 87. That's a good I, bet. I don't hate that. That's a pretty good field. What's, the, what's the number on that? 24 and a half. Oh, oh what's the, the odds? odds? Uh, it, yeah. was, it was like minus 110. 105, okay. maybe. That's a fun one right there. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. I love the ones you just don't get during the regular season. You just get them just because it's a Super Bowl. That's the ones I like. Yeah. So um, I, I guess I have another official pick here. Um, another underdog. So it's, it, there's a potential here that I'm going to throw some money down and just lose it all like really quickly, but fuck it. I, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, team to punt first. So the odds are Tampa Bay is minus 139 um, and the Chiefs are plus 100. Which team has the markedly better defense here? I mean, not markedly, but the Bucks have the better defense, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. Do we really think that that Mahomes is going to have their way with that defense so much that he's just going to march down the field every time? Like, I think they have the defense. If anything, is going to come out amped up, and maybe they deteriorate a little bit as the as the game goes. But give me the team that has the superior defense there, um, Mahomes. They run the ball first down. Mahomes throws an incompletion on second down, and then Kelsey gets a uh-huh. six-yard gain on third down. And like, there you go, you're punting. Like, give me the team. It, and essentially, that's a a, a coin toss, <laughs> which I also <laughs> bet on. Uh, <laughs> give me, give me the team with the better odds and the team playing against the better defense. So, how bad would teams. you be reeling if they go to punt it on fourth and four and it's a fake? It's a fake. Well, if they and pass not it, really. it's a fake pass. <laughs> if they pass it, then sure, we're okay. Then I, yeah, someone's winning money. Yeah, I'll I'll make sure and balance those two bets out so that they they can cancel each other out. But I don't know. Just a it, it feels like a coin flip situation, and the Bucks have a good sure. defense. So fuck it, Chiefs. Watch here, it. Here. now. Now it's going to be coin toss tails. The Bucks receive, get stuffed, <laughs> and then Nathan is out like five hundred dollars, like a minute. minute. <laughs> Just didn't finish watching the game. <laughs> yeah. I accidentally like parlay the heads and they say to receive, but they <laughs> defer. And I'm like reeling. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> this, this is a prop bet that I like. I think I cashed in on last year and I kind of forgot about it. And so I was scrolling through right now. Any scoring drive to take less time than the national, the singing of the national anthem. And I think last Damn. year it, it cashed as a no by like a couple seconds because I bet on it and it cashed. But yes, minus 335, no plus 250. There's a lot of value in no there. Yeah. Plus 250 yeah. to have a yeah. scoring drive not be less than two minutes. Or yeah, not be less than two minutes. Like that's interesting no, too. Uh, it's just yeah. the Chiefs. They can they can strike so quickly. That's the only. That's thing a that's a hurt. whole game sweat though. Yeah. Or if you think about it, that's yeah, an entire that's true. game sweat. Yeah. Unless yeah. You, unless any scoring to take less time. Unless you bet yes and it happens the first drive, but you win like 
no money because you bet yeah. minus one third. The oh, juice is like ridiculous. Yeah, no. yeah no, no value there. Let's see. There's a, there's a fat man TD prop. Any offensive lineman to score a touchdown? Yes, plus 2,000. No, minus 10,000. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Astro. He, he feels strongly about the fat man. Yeah, Batman TD yeah. is, that, is that the bark that we need to to is, it, is he telling us what what has to happen? That might be the bark of victory right there. Yeah, he was like, "That's the it's one." Insane. I think right, I have I'll one more ahead. official pick, and I'm gonna just I'm gonna make I'll make a quick end so you can go. Yeah. But it's and yeah. I've talked about it already. Over on the national anthem, that's my official pick time, and we'll make like it, it 157 because that's what it is right now. But give me the over on the national anthem. All right, I like that. Yeah, I'll just give my my other pick, um, and it's not very super flashy prop. It's just a player prop, and that's. Um, Chris Godwin over five and a half receptions. Love it. Yeah. I, it, I mean, it's got a bit, bit of juice on it. It's minus 130, but um, yeah, I think he's going to be – I mean, he had, what, like uh, nine targets in Green Bay. He had 12 against the, the Redskins. Mm-hmm. Um, he's clearly Tom Brady's favorite target uh, yep. in the playoffs as, as it's kind of come down the stretch. But I think him over five and a half receptions, especially if they're trailing in the game, which I expect him to be, um, I think that's a, it's a pretty easy, easy cash. I made some good money on the Bucks in the conference championship because I think Godwin's prop was like 68 and a half going into the game. And I actually did a prop build or a special prop that Godwin would have over 94 receiving yards. And I got like plus 130 on that. And nice. I cashed like pretty early on. Yeah. Because nice. he was just peppering Godwin. And Godwin dropped two passes, like easy ones too. And he still cashed it really easily. I love Chris Godwin. And like you said, Ange, Tom Brady loves throwing to him. And yeah. I don't think there's not much going to be stopping them from doing that. It's going to be a Godwin game for sure. Yeah. Especially if you think the Chiefs are going to win. Brady's got to pass. They're not going to keep running the ball. Absolutely. Yeah. How about the only, total the player only other to one... throw a touchdown pass over two and a half plus 1,100? Oh, hell no. No? Not touching. Not no, touching no, Phil, no Philly special? No. No nah. Dallas Goddard? No? That's That's too much. <laughs> Getting it into the end zone, that's that's a little Dude, I want Gronk to, Gronk to throw a touchdown on a Philly special. Come on. I want to see it. Let's will it to happen. <laughs> be fun. Yeah. You imagine right, that Nate, ape sorry, throwing a ball. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. The only, liked it into the, the, ground. Yeah. the only other one that I uh, picked out that I kind of liked was um, over 27 and a half yards for shortest field goal. I feel like if, it's, if a player gets inside or if a team gets inside like the 10-yard line, they're not going to kick a field goal. That's essentially oh. what they're asking. Is anybody going to kick a field goal um, from inside the 10-yard line? And I would say that's not going to happen. Yeah, so, I brought. I actually brought that up um, last week, Logan, to you guys. Yeah, um, I remember. Yeah, that, that's an, I, I, I bet over on that easily. Yeah. I just I feel like uh, there's going to be some points scored and, and both these coaches are going to know that they can't be kicking short field goals if they want to win. But you know Matt Lafleur also not coaching this this game, so thank the, God. You know, oh probably, boy! Probably oh, we good. we need to give him his badge. By the way, yeah. his yeah. absolute donkey badge. Yeah. that was horrible. What are you I doing? I don't care. I, I I saw a few people on Twitter like say, "Oh, statistically, like it gives yeah, them the best chance too. to win." No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Oh. Fucking. There's too many variables. Yeah, there's too many. Like Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. You put it on his shoulders to get in the end zone on fourth down. Like, I'm sorry. And yeah, I don't care what the numbers say. Yeah. Another thing about that is like, if you don't get it, then they have the ball at like, the eight yard line. And like, instead of kicking it off and then right. having the ball at like, the, the 30 or 35, whatever they, they yeah. got it at. It's like, you, you put them in a bad spot. And even if they get a first down, you still get some time. You still get the ball back in midfield. Even with the, yeah. you still need to score a touchdown. 
Yeah. Yeah. Even with the, it's just so, I don't, I don't, I don't care. Like I saw the same thing, Nate, where it's like, they got, they had a 2% better chance to, to win because of it. And that, and it, that statistic actually does take into account game variables and stuff. So it's not just a general thing, but I, just, I, I usually believe the stats that yeah. I, I find very, very hard to believe. Yeah. Very. I couldn't yeah. believe that one. I remember what was it? The, so it was the, the Patriots Eagle Super Bowl. And it was Justin Timberlake performing at halftime. And I made a, a prop bet and I was like, probably plus like 3000. If the, the term nipple gate would be used on the broadcast, I did not <laughs> cash that prop. <laughs> I just, I just like, there's no way I can't bet this. Like I have to bet. Yes. Cause if it happens, it'd be just amazing. Come on. Nipple gate. Come on. Nipple gate. Didn't, didn't happen, <laughs> but a really sick shoe drop did happen right before Justin Timberlake's halftime show. It was the uh, free throw line, Jordan threes, which are super dope, but um, and I missed them on that as well. So. I'm not longer than Super Bowl props, actually. We'll have to tweet out uh, our weirdest props that we figure out by by Sunday. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm gonna take some time uh, Friday and Saturday and just like put my whole role on props for the Super Bowl. There you go. Any other bets, official ones you guys want to make? Weird ones you want to bring up? Past bets you want to bring up? We can move on to everyone's favorite segment then. Yeah. Of questions. Everyone's been waiting for it. They want us to shut up and stop talking Super Bowl so we can get on to the fun stuff. And the first question does come from Sis, fellow Puff League manager, and she asks, the universal DH slash extra innings runner on second rule, good or bad? Nate? Um, universal DH, yes. I fucking hate the DHs in the AL uh, I hope that they get this shit figured out. It sounds like the the players association is, uh, is working towards it. it it's so arbitrary. Just make it a universal DH pitchers yes. won't get hurt. Um, it'll make the leagues more evenly balanced. Like, yes. And I might be um, in the, the minority on this one, but I actually like the extra innings runner rule. Um, I don't think it's like amazing. I don't think it is you know, a game changer or like, I'm not going to die on this, this hill, but I just think that it makes games speed up a little bit. Um, and sometimes extra innings baseball can be a little bit of a slog, especially when it's like a Wednesday night um, game 47 of the season. Like maybe we could just kind of hurry this up a little bit. So I'll say for the regular season, like I'm, I'm kind of a fan of the extra innings rule. Sure. Like hockey has different rules for the, for overtimes in the regular season than they do, but it's the postseason. So why not other sports? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Universal DH is absolutely incredible. We need more offense in baseball. It's getting to the point where I'm hearing baseball is boring and it makes my ears bleed. Uh, and that <laughs> moves on to the runner, the extra innings runner rule. Absolutely. As a student of the game for 25 years, I want to see a team execute scoring a man from second base with zero outs. The team in the bottom of the uh, bottom of the 10th, bottom 11th, bottom 12th, they need to execute that exact same offense to score that run. I want to see that move. Uh, I want to see that implemented moving on. And yeah, I'm with both these guys here. I mean, yeah, I love scoring. I love uh, getting to bed at a decent hour, especially now that I have kids. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so it just reminds me of times down in San Diego, we went to a bar, me, Alex, and a handful of friends and we watched um, an A's game and they went <laughs> we're shutting down this bar because they were in like the 16th inning and we were <laughs> just ordering pitchers of beer and we were absolutely shit-faced and then we ended up going home okay. and I remember like like watching it I think yeah the A's ended up walking it off it was that year that they had I think it was 2013 that they had like all the walk-offs I think they had like 11 or something like that in the year 
Um, and it was just like, had the game ended uh, like two hours earlier, it would have been a lot better for me at work the next day. But um, yeah, it was uh, an absolute nightmare for me the next, the following morning, uh, getting my ass into work. So anything that so I can do to avoid that, yeah, would be good. Um, yeah, and, and I, I just love the, the instant um, pressure situation uh, in the game. It just it just makes it a lot more fun to watch the other pitchers point. react, how the players react, uh, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm for the the DH and the the extra innings runner. Universal DH for me, absolute yes. No one wants to see pitchers hit. It's horrible. It's terrible to watch. It ruins innings. I was actually like on the fence of like, no for the runner on second thing, but you guys kind of like sold me to the yes, uh, honestly. And I always like to see baseball change shit up. Like I'm, I'm actually a proponent of the pitchers at the face of minimum three batters within an inning two. Like, and it's not even to like speed the game up. I don't care how long baseball games are. They're as long as the great thing about baseball is they can go on as long as they possibly can. I just think be good enough to get three guys out. Shit, man. Don't yeah, just be a, fair. like, I know Javier Lopez, he made his living off just getting lefties out, like good for him, but he wouldn't survive in this kind of baseball. Like just be, be more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like be more adaptable, like be able to do more than just yeah. get one guy out, like yeah. do it, you know? So proponent of it. I, and you know, what? I was going to say no on extra innings, but you guys convinced me. That's the great thing about this. I'm in like, give it to nice. me. Give me more scoring. Give me the different strategy that comes with the guy on second to start the inning. Um, yeah. Let's make it happen. Second question. This comes from Jess, big fan of the pod, big fan of a man on the pod. What's the best Super Bowl snack food, Jess? I'm Namesake, going uh, the same. What do you got? I'm going nachos. Oh, yeah. I think oh, yeah. I, they're, oh, yeah. they're just they're so uh, versatile. If you have um, if you're having a party, you got ten people, right? And uh, one of them is a vegetarian. They'll let you know right when the party starts. You can work many around, times after <laughs> you can work, you can work around having that nachos vegetarian plate. And guess what? Someone who's non-vegetarian might enjoy the vegetarian nachos and someone who, you know, has wings and they're like cauliflower wings. Someone, be, someone who's not a vegetarian be like, I don't want those cauliflower wings. I'm not a pussy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I think the versatility of nachos, you can have vegan cheese. You can have, um, you know, vegan meat on it, I guess, or vegan lettuce, if that's a real thing. Um, I just like the versatility of nachos. Everybody likes nachos. Give me nachos. Well, the, beauty of the, <laughs> the beauty of nachos, though, is that like you can even have just like a vegetarian corner. Like it sure. can be meat, 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 sure. meat, meat. And then the, the one corner here is for Becky, who just flew in from Portland. Like you're good to go. So <laughs> you can Bex. put your you can put aluminum foil over your entire coffee table and just line it with nacho stuff love that oh, can you imagine i like it like a low can country we, boil but just nachos yes <laughs> can we agree that pulled pork has taken the throne of best meat for nachos uh, we, i think are we so. sticking like I, a ground beef steak I, you know what i still i lean ground Chicken. beef still i yeah. i don't care <laughs> yeah, that's also true. all of it all of it throw it all on there i don't give yeah. a fuck i love nachos pulled pork nachos just stay goaded yeah yeah i was gonna say nachos um i'll hop in here and, and probably along the th- the same thread uh i like a little seven layer dip oh sure you know, yeah you get those you get that beans you get the sour cream the guac um the onion you know whatever it is um a seven layer dip i, I it's, it's one of those things i just keep coming back to over and over and over so um the seven layer dip um, is is my number two behind behind nachos before uh, just and tell me it. tell me your favorite tortilla chip tell me what 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 size and what shape are we looking at here 
Oh, we're looking at uh, we're, uh, circles, triangles, triangles, yes. triangles for sure. Triangles for triangles? sure. Okay. There's uh, yeah, there's um, just some like random off-brand ones that are uh, at the grocery store here. Um, I think they're called Santitas. They're like a two-dollar bag. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's super crispy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I will have to say, actually, I do have to quick make a quick note. Uh, the Tostitos hint of lime. Mm. Uh, oh good chips yeah. are so good so yep. i mean those those could be up there too but this light, nice little two dollar super crispy bag of chips is is undefeated for sure what about you log it's i mean it's nachos like i was i was actually gonna say like just a chips in a queso dip because i love a case just nasty yep. orange like yep. out of a can <laughs> queso dip um hey bueno it's 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 really the best. That's that's plain and simple is what it is. It's, Super Bowl is the is the event of the dip. Like yeah. there's there's dips everywhere. You go to the bathroom, you got a ranch dip in there, just waiting for you. There's there's a dip. There's just oh, a dip. I ranch, love a dip. There's there's, the, <laughs> there's a bean dip. There's a sausage dip. There's a seven layer dip. There's a cheese dip. There's a ranch dip. There's just like there's dips everywhere. You yeah. know, it's 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 the event of the dip, and I love I love a dip. Uh, can I just that, request? Can I just request oh. that I get invited to the same party as Logan, where they have ranch dip in the bathroom? Because <laughs> I'm here for that. <laughs> You're invited, man. I got it. A little ramekin um, next to the hand soap. I like that. In in the vein of of it being the biggest dip day of the year, my wife makes a buffalo chicken dip that is Ooh. second to none. Um, so that's probably mine. Um, nachos are great too. I'll give a shout out as well to pigs in a blanket, just because it's a classic for me. Um, I don't mind eating a pigs in a blanket that's been like sitting out for like four hours. It's like ice cold. I still think it tastes good. So, um, yeah, not too sexy, but I, I, it's hard to, it's hard to stray from nachos. Yeah. Are you telling me glizzy in a loaf is one of your favorites? (laughs) (laughs) Glizzy in a loaf. Excuse me. It's actually that's, that's like that's a glizzy Wellington to you, sir. <laughs> uh, then yes, give me that gliz. That's what I want. Niz wants the gliz. Yes, this is the glizzy, the mini glizzy gladiator. Yeah. The, glizzy gladiator the glizzy goat. All right, this is getting off the rails real quick. Bathroom uh, dips and glizzies. Uh, next question. You guys have a, a, a memorable bad beat or just an absolutely disgusting cover that you don't even want to take the money for? Get one off the top of your head. Yeah, I was thinking about this. And I don't have the exact figures because I deleted it off a spreadsheet that I had. Um, but it was maybe a month or so ago. And a lot of the guys that were following along in the chat, it was uh, San Diego State versus BYU in basketball. Um, and not that it was necessarily a bad beat because we just got ran from the beginning, but it was one that I just kept live betting and I kept like kind of martingale my bets as I went. So at first I had this spread. I think we were like six and a half point favorites. And then BYU came out hot and we became like even. So I bet us money line and then we're down like 20 some points. So I bet us like plus nine and a half. And I put like that house on plus nine and a half. And we got it to, I think, um, you remember what it was like, like seven or eight. And then we like, were fouling. We started fouling them. I think we gave up, we fouled them with like three seconds left down eight and put them on the line and they scored and, and buried my last bet to kind of salvage any kind of money that I had lost. So I ended up losing like a big chunk of, chunk of change on my beloved Aztecs against my most hated rival in BYU. So it was like the perfect storm of just terrible betting and losing to a team I hate the most in the world. And it was just like, I was not in a good head of space for a good like hour at that point. Still shook. 
Yeah, there's nothing there's nothing worse than a bad beat. Um, this season, NFL, I bet uh, – I can't remember who it was. It was Dolphins and somebody, and I bet the over for the total, and it was like 47 or something like that. I think they had 43 at halftime and then scored literally two points. There was a safety in the second half and then nothing else. Um, so I was pretty devastated about that. And then uh, a throwback to college football a couple years ago, uh, T and I were in Vegas and we bet the under on a Texas tech Baylor game. And I think the total was like 61 or something like that. And it was like fourth quarter and the game was literally like 14 to 10. Um, like there would just been no scoring. We were like, cash it, no big deal. Um, they ended up being this really junky touchdown in the last last second to send it to overtime. And of course, in college football, the overtime just goes and goes and goes. So they hit it and it was like they had like each four touchdowns in the second or in the overtime. And it just ended up being like 65 or something. It was devastating. Oh, that's Damn. nasty. I have yeah. a I have a pretty good um, bad beat story, and it's actually not on a uh, sports bet. It was on a blackjack table. Oh, <clears> I believe I was running too. hot, and me and Logan were on this table probably on our eleventh hour. I probably was, I probably was up I don't know twenty five hundred three thousand. So I put down a two hundred dollar bet. Um, I get a two. Um, dealer gets a six. I get a two. And so that's a it's an immediate split. So I split them. I got four hundred on the table now. Um, another oh, two yeah, for this. Another oh. two pounds. So now I obviously I have to split. I look at Logue. I can't believe what's happening. Um, I'm at $600. Me, I'm morning. like, keep going. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm, yeah, at my money. I'm at $600 on the table. Next card. It's a nine. Uh, unbelievable. So next card, I think I get like a four. So it's a 15 and then I get like a 10 and a 10. So I you got double on you doubled on the, the, the 11. I doubled right? on the nine. Yeah. So I got $800 on the table. Um, and the, the card, the, the, it has a, has a bus six. It's a six. That's almost an automatic bust. Um, she flips like a two. So she has an eight, she gets a three. It's an 11. I automatically start fucking sweating. I, it's an L she pulls another two. So we're at four cards at 13 ace ace. So now we're at 15, about five cards. Unreal. Another ace. We're at 16. She flips a four. I lose $800. One of the worst. Oh, it was That's unbelievable. So unbelievable. I remember that. My, my, my story is actually a blackjack one too. And it was like, I was like on tilt and this was at planet Hollywood. And I put $600 down uh, on the table uh, for, for the hand. I get a 10 and dealer has a five. And I'm like, I'm not going to not double down. I'm like already on. Like I win this back roll and we're in good shape. So I double down $1,200 on the table. I get a 10. I'm like 20. Let's go. Healer flips a 10 on like 15. Here we go. First card, six, 21. Uh, oh <laughs> I lose 1200 bucks uh, just like that. And I walk away from the table in like absolute anger. Let me know what to do with myself. And on top, I'll add another one for another trip. Might've been the same trip, but I was up $1,500 playing blackjack for the day. About the hammered late at night. And I'm actually like, nobody was around me. I was finishing up my my deck or whatever. I thought everyone went upstairs and I'm going to the, the and this is Planet Hollywood as well, going up to the escalator or the, the elevators. And it's literally to the left is roulette, to the right is elevators. And I see, I think Jesse, you, Josh, and Grant at the roulette table. And I have three $500 chips, purple $500 chips. Cause I was like, I was like, boys, like, look at me. And I go to the roulette table and I was like, okay, you guys are playing. I'll play a $500 on red. Tick, 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 black. And I was like, all right, fuck. $500 red. 
tick, 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 black. And I was like, well, fuck, uh, I got $500 left. $500 red, tick, 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 green double zero. Yeah, <laughs> just uh, going upstairs. <laughs> so, bruh. Yeah. I know, fun stuff. Sometimes you but, just uh, feel like you're in a movie like in 21 where he's got like, he's yeah. got like 100 grand on his hand and then yeah. he's got 20 and the dealer's showing six and he's like, monkey, monkey. And she just slowly flips a five for 21. And you're yeah. just like, yeah, so dirty. Starts playing, just, you have to go to bed. I just want that that one, like you're absolutely hammered and you go up like 10 grand because you're betting reckless. It hasn't happened yet, but I'm waiting for yeah. one of these days. I look, I, I fish for it, obviously, but I'm getting there one of these days. So yeah, all that being said, I miss blackjack so much. Oh, yeah. so, much, so, so much, so much, so much, so much. All right. One of these days we'll get back to the blackjack so tables. Brutal, we... man, those are so brutal. Yeah, that hurts me. Are. It does. But uh, we'll get to the, the new favorite part of tough questions that everyone likes is tease rapid fire, tease lists. And he has the same deal as we had last time. Overrated, underrated, or properly rated. I had the list here for you guys. So I'll go, I'll go uh, Nate, Jess, and, and I think, Nate, you have a list for me. I do. All right. So, Nate, you ready to go? Overrated, underrated, properly rated. Oh, oh, yes, is, is there a theme to these that I should be made aware of? I think it's like, it's like the same deal as last time, like food and stuff. Okay. Yeah. He kind of yeah. went deeper, deeper cuts on food. It looks like. Yeah, I like that. All right, here we go. Okay. I wish we had some like tease list music for this, like intro. Music, yeah, like. we we definitely need a little yeah. like little track for it. Yeah. All right, here we go. Pepsi. Uh, properly rated. Kombucha. Overrated. Spinach dip. I mean, if people don't like it, that it's underrated. Benihana. Overrated. <laughs> white wine overrated oh ask the wrong person that question Hi. cinnabon <laughs> cinnabon properly rated soups in bread bowls <laughs> overrated use the spoon use the spoon don't bite into it like if you don't if you don't finish if you don't, don't you pick up it, the bread and no, bite it. No, no, no. If you don't finish the soup completely and you want some of the bread, then you're you're risking making an absolute mess. I love bread with my soup. I don't need it to be. You have to in strategically the bread eat the soup as you eat the bread around it. Tea or fucking tea. Andrew, right, don't give me on. the the Goldstone ice cream. You scrape, you gotta scrape <laughs> the, the, the clam chowder in the bread bowl. You scrape this thing nice and soft and warm. Oh my god, it's so good. You are so Cold wrong. Coldstone ice cream. Uh. It's good. Properly rated. Deviled eggs. Overrated. Ben and Jerry's. Overrated. Ritz crackers. Underrated. Spring peas. Overrated. Mimosas. Overrated. Iced coffee. Overrated. Starburst. They're properly rated, I guess. Layman Hot Cheetos. Overrated. My wife would kill you right now. Papa John's Pizza. Oh, fucking. Nobody should eat that. Overrated. <laughs> Lunchables. Properly rated. They got respect on the street, I think. Sonics. Um, overrated. Just Sonic. No S. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. I just wanted I wanted to be clear what I was Panic. talking. I feel like yeah. yeah. Uh, TGI Fridays. Um, I think I've only been to one once, 
so properly rated. I don't, I don't know. I can't remember. They don't exist anymore, do they? No. They do. You can just and... buy their frozen potato skins in the, in the grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's not one near me. There was in, in Southern California. So we're the one in San Mateo. Most like someone got like murdered in that one or something across the street from Hillsdale. <laughs> what? Do you remember that? No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's been on the list, by the way. I agree with mimosas, by the way. I think mimosas are, are overrated. Yeah. Champagne, not my favorite, but I'll drink iced coffee like, all day overrated? Long. I right. hate iced coffee. I love, oh. um, I, I need my coffee hot. I, there's nothing oh, about iced coffee opposite. that's appetizing to me. I hot love iced coffee. Yeah. I have a, I actually got a mug for uh, Christmas that regulates the temperature of my coffee. That's nice. Congrats, congrats, congrats on buying the Yeti. No, Nate, Nate, tell them what temperature. Yeah. Uh, one one forty one, I believe, is my temp. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. Not even like a like a solid rounded number and even. Yeah, no, 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 no. One forty one. The like highest it goes is one forty five. My dad used to drink like boiling hot coffee, and so maybe I don't know I, like, how people do that. I don't know either, but <laughs> yeah. um, he's like burned out the insides of his mouth. But um, yeah, one forty one is a nice, nice warm feel to it. <laughs> I have that like Chemex, like a uh, water heater has a thermometer on top, like a little gray wedge that tells you exactly when you're in the perfect zone for hot, hot water. Yeah. Like you're white. We, we got you. Yeah. We I understand. got you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just want to make that clear. <laughs> Logan is a white um, guy. Just so you guys know. <laughs> Jess, you ready? Yes, sir. All right. Quiet in the crowd. We have the, the signs up like at a golf tournament. Chocolate milk. Probably rated. Little Caesars. Underrated. Dunkin' Donuts. Properly rated. Like Seltzers, a la White Claw, Truly, etc. Overrated. Agreed. Animal Crackers. Properly rated. Margaritas. Properly rated. BLTs. Properly rated. Crinkle Cut Fries. Underrated. Panera Bread. Underrated. Underrated. The restaurant del taco oh you're asking the wrong person i'm gonna say properly popeyes properly rated hawaiian pizza oh my god the worst pizza on the face of earth overrated <laughs> that's my boy ranch dressing properly rated parcuterie boards i mean <laughs> properly rated <laughs> Those Ego white waffles, shit, bro. <laughs> What'd you say? Ego waffles. Um, overrated. Spam. Properly rated. Old fashions. Underrated. Sour cream. Underrated. Nachos. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> properly rated. The Giorno pizza. Underrated. That's the end of the list. Can I, can I tell you guys how T spelled old fashioned, by the way? Oh, yeah, let's hear it. Special wind. Uh, F A S H. I mean, is this right? An old, no, F A S H I O N E D S. That's correct. No S. Right? No S. Well, S, I, mean, I think that, well, that pour, S makes it look weird. Old an old fashioned. fashioned. It's just with an N, right? Oh, no, it, I thought it was E D. It is, but yeah. old fashions. It's weird to put an S on it. It's hard to okay. pluralize that word. Yeah. All right. So I'll, t- I'll take it back. Sorry for the for the rag there, T. I would yeah. like to. I would like to say for the record, I had almost no qualms with Jesse's list. Yeah. Right yeah. 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 Like, yeah. I'm a little upset. It wasn't that much of a hot take. And it, yeah. yeah. No. Too many hot I'm takes not, there. 
I'm not a big sour cream guy, so that's that was a miss for me. But um, I love sour like cream. I don't, I don't, I, love I don't have an issue. I with can it. put sour cream on anything, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah on a spoon, I, I, I could eat sour cream straight. Yeah, nothing unfortunate about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that was that was pretty good. A lot of properly rated things. I didn't have any qualms with stuff either. I like I like that you said underrated for spike seltzers because I vehemently agree with you. No, he said overrated, didn't he? I said overrated. overrated. I thought that's what I meant. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like TV static. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I don't. Right. I okay, hold on. Let me step in here because I, I need to take a stand <laughs> yeah. for the seltzers over here. <laughs> it's the, the uh, specifically the Kirkland seltzers where you get a, a 24 pack for the price of a 12 pack of like White Claw or whatever. It's like, uh, it's like 18 bucks for a 24 pack. No, 16. It's like whatever it is. It's like 70 cents a, a, a can. They're a delight, and it tastes just as good as the White Claws, if not better. Oh, and you I get think it's just a great one you want. Oh, you get twenty-four TV statics. Okay. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta side with Jess. Like, I understand that they're they're lower in calories, but I, like, I'm never drinking one and like, oh yeah, I want to take another sip of this. Shit. No, <laughs> no. I'm not even convinced you can get drunk off uh, spike no. seltzers. No. I don't even think it's possible. Yeah, By the way, no, the, for, for me, it's just a ramp up. Yeah, it's just to get get I, going. I mean, because I'm starting. If that's, I'm drinking those at like one in the afternoon. Before, I can't. Yeah. You know, you got to ease into the day a little bit with those. If y'all haven't tried it, the Truly Teas are very, very good. Okay. Truly Teas. They got a raspberry, peach, lemon, and strawberry or water. Is there or something like is that? Is there alcohol in it or is it like two? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, it's like their seltzer, but it's a tea. They have the lemonade and they have the regulars and they have the tea. The teas are so good. Okay. And the calorie yeah. about the same too? I couldn't tell you. I have no idea. Oh, wow. You're a liar. Maybe. Great. <laughs> and Here we you go. ready? I'm ready. Quiet. Churros. Underrated. Denny's. Probably rated. 7-Eleven Slurpees. Overrated. El Pollo Loco. Am I, am I in delay or something? What's going on here? Yeah. Yeah, you're a little slow on the on the pickup. Oh. oh. That's weird. I'm saying it right, right, right away. Uh, overrated. Hawaiian barbecue chicken, like places like Ono's Hawaiian barbecue style. Uh, underrated. Bacon. Properly rated. Bullslaw. Underrated. Ruffles. Underrated. Cup of noodles. Properly rated. Boba. Underrated. Oh. Oreo flavored items. It's gonna be more underrated. I love anything Oreo. Taquitos. Underrated. Lacroix. Overrated. Or TV static, Jess. Oh yeah. <laughs> Gotta have Baskin alcohol in it. <laughs> Baskin Robbins. Overrated. Dairy Queen. Properly rated. Uh, a bagel with locks. Properly rated. Blaze Pizza. Shout out LeBron. I've uh, never had it, so I'll say underrated because LeBron. Shout out to the homie. <laughs> Hot Pockets. Underrated. Turkey Burgers. Overrated. Pumpkin Pie. Underrated. That's it. Good shit. Good good list. Good that was list. pretty solid, yeah. Good list. Andrew Andrew's one of the first people that I ever saw eating a hot pocket like the proper way, using like the pocket and then like the folding fold. it up yeah. as, <laughs> you go, as you go. 
<laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I remember, I don't know, I was visiting like San Diego or something. Like he just walks in and he just looked like he had all of life figured out because of the way he was eating this hot pocket. And my shirtless basketball shorts, my, <laughs> yeah. little, my little wrapper holding my hot yep. pocket. What's up, Nate? If there's one thing I can say about hot pockets, it's diarrhea pockets. Yeah. <laughs> diarrhea pockets. I like I like a lean pocket. Uh, usually pretty solid with me, but yeah, yeah, especially in high school and like early parts of college, I ate so many hot pockets. It's yeah. incredible. Oh, same. I grew up on yeah. hot pockets. I had yeah. breakfast ones are super cash too, honestly. Yeah, they're pretty the, good. The, the, the sausage, the sausage one with the mo- and the yeah. mozzarella, so good. Yeah. You see that they like they they uh recalled like thousands and thousands of pepperoni hot pockets recently for some reason I can't remember why. No. But for Crohn's disease, me. Or what? <laughs> I don't know, but maybe. Instinct maybe figure out actually how it comes from. Like the top pocket, too many hot pockets. Did you guys have like a like a community pool uh, that you would go to and they had like a snack bar and they had those like plastic wrap individual hot pockets that you would get at like adult, you know, it's like adult swim. No. Uh-uh. No. It just reminds me. Well, Nate, I guess you didn't do it. Either, I, I mean, either, I guess we did, but I didn't go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we had a, a swim center here uh, called Finley Swim Center. I think we still have it. Uh, and I just remember as a kid, like the snack bar, when as adults swim, you always go and take a change and get your hot pocket or whatever. And I just, like, those, I just always remember those plastic wrapped hot pockets and the pepperoni, and just nostalgic for me. Oh yeah, how rich, how rich. Community <laughs> swim center. It was like part of a daycare. It's like free admission. <laughs> <laughs> all right no i did i do remember some kid in my daycare did shit in the pool and like everyone called oh, him out oh and it was just it was probably bad. probably had a hot pocket <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's funny all right Nate, hit me all right you ready yep craft mac and cheese properly rated uh meal delivery services like hello fresh etc overrated ice cream sandwiches Underrated. Cheesecake Factory. Overrated. McDonald's hash browns. Uh properly rated. Bloom and onion. Well no. A properly rated, I guess. Uh, quick note, um, our local outback just fucking closed. So <gasps> no! yeah. did it? And run a park victim. Park? Yeah, victim oh, of, of COVID closed, shut down. Uh, we were hoping to get a sponsorship at some point, but Alpine yeah. is gone. Yeah. Damn. Um, sorry about that. Uh, banana flavored items. Uh, overrated. Good. Good man. Sauerkraut. Overrated. Uh, shaved ice. Properly rated. Horn dogs. <laughs> over, over, overrated. What? Wow. Oh, we're coming back to that one. Uh, Jersey Mike's. Uh, properly rated. PB and J sandwiches. Underrated, baby. Red velvet. Yes. Underrated. Uh, brunch. Brunch. Dang, that's tough. I'm going to say properly rated. So people, out. people kill for a brunch. That's probably yeah, yeah, impossible yeah. To, to say underrated. That thing is yeah. so I, think it's, I don't think it can be overrated, but I, I don't think it can be underrated, but I think it can be overrated. Yeah, millennials love brunch. Um, yeah. Lemonade. Uh, overrated. Fish tacos. Oh, underrated, baby. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Macaroni salad. Overrated as hell. All you can eat buffets. Overrated. Bloody Marys. Overrated. Graham crackers. Overrated. Ooh, that's it. Tough one. That last one. Ooh. 
what was what was the what was the one it was like it was like the fifth or sixth one where i just i did yeah glizzy on a stick I don't want to do so like, No, I'm just. It's just they're they're fine. There's oh my god, they're just like I fucking love corn dogs. Lizzie in, on a in, stick, in, man. Logan, you have had like a deep fried corn dog from the fair or like an oven baked. Yeah, Katie, Katie loves corn dogs, so she she gets it every year. We go to the the state fair here in North Carolina. I get a, I take a bite, and it's like it's it's great, but like I don't go crazy for it or anything, you know. Man, great. So how is that overrated? I, I feel like corn dog is overrated. like the real is like the real Glizzy Wellington is the corn dog. <laughs> <laughs> I love a fair corn dog. So um, yeah, that was pretty good. Good list. Thanks, T, for the uh, the list as always. So, boys, final thoughts as we go into the Super Bowl here. We didn't really stay focused uh, tonight, Chiefs... but I loved it. <laughs> yeah, if, if, the, if the Chiefs don't win, then I think we're kind of all in trouble here. Yeah, give me Chiefs. Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. All right, boys, that's it. That's a podcast. That's episode 10 in the books. The Super Bowl is upon us. We're drinking the TV static. We're eating the glizzies. Follow us on Twitter at tough underscore pod. And as always, stay tough.